Hey guys, and welcome to episode five of the Audience Please podcast with me, Adam. Um, first of all, thank you to everyone who's checked out uh, the review of 2000 Trees Festival that I did with uh, good friends Jono and Becky. Please do go and check out their podcast as well if you love uh, retro games or point horror books. Um, Jono's podcast is called Do You Want to Keep Playing? Um, where alongside his co-host they play 30 minutes of a, a retro game uh, and then ask, do they want to keep playing? They've covered uh, games, classic games like Lemmings, Metal Gear Solid, um, Theme Park, uh, amongst others. I actually need to go back and listen to a few of those episodes. And then uh, also Becky's podcast with uh, her co-host. They they cover um, point horror books um, such as like Camp Fear by Carol Ellis, uh, which they've just done in their last episode. Um yeah, it's really, really funny uh, banter between those two um, when uh, picking apart those point horror books and the storylines. Um, so before we jump into uh, this episode and the, and the guest, I um, just want to talk around um, 2003's sister festival, Arc Tangent, which I'll be going to um, next week at, at the time of recording. Um, so it's based near Bristol, if you didn't know. Um, and the lineups have always been fantastic. This is my personally my fifth year of going, but this year's lineups absolutely insane. You've got three headliners: Meshuggah, Battles, and Coheed and Cambria. Um, and then you've got such uh, depth in in the lineup. You've got bands like Daughters, Cult of Luna, Sixty Five Days of Static, Conjurer, Pine, Conjurer and Pine's uh, collaboration, Kirsty's Metal Hands. Uh, Big Ladder opening the festival, um, previous guests uh, on this podcast, uh, the St. Pierre Snake Invasion, and then uh, Sugar Horse, who I uh, interview uh, Ash um, in this episode. But I'm also very, very excited to announce that I'll have two guests on uh, the next episode of the podcast um, to help me review Arctangent, and that will be... Uh, Joe, who uh, works at Nuclear Blast Records, um, become uh, good friends with him uh, recently, and Jamila from uh, Ithaca, um, absolutely fantastic band, and they're also playing Arc Tangent. Um, make sure you go and, uh, go and watch them. Um, so yeah, really, really excited to have those guys on the next episode, um, so look out for that. But anyway, um, we'll get into this episode. So I caught up with Ash from Sugar Horse um, just before the Frauds All Dayer um, called Sunburn, which is at the Windmill in Brixton. So that was the other week. Um, really, really fantastic lineup uh, this year as well. Um, so yeah, enjoy guys and uh, catch you next time uh, with the Arc Tangent Review. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of the Audience Please podcast. Um, I've got 
Um, good friend Ash here today. Hello. 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 So uh, Ash is um, a part of Sugar Horse, a Bristol-based band, um, and friends with a lot of the other bands that we've had on the podcast. So I thought it'd be very fitting to friends have... is a generous term. yeah. <laughs> friends is a generous term. Um, and if you don't know what they sound like, supposedly they're a right-wing jamboree band, as we found out this morning from yeah, uh, like from... Lo- loading in to the car outside Chris's house today. Random woman comes up and asks if we were some kind of right-wing metal band <laughs> and whether she'd, whether we'd like to play her, like, village jamboree or something yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, it sounds very fitting with... Uh... I mean, we're playing it now. <laughs> Sign them up. Yeah. Sign them up. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. But, um, yeah, how's things been going with Sugar Horse, mate? You've um, recently released your EP. Yeah, Feb- February? February. Yeah. I think I'm remembering that right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, February. Released it. Did a little release show. Uh, exchange in Bristol. Yeah. Visit the Exchange if you're ever in Bristol. It's a cool venue. Yeah, I was there last night for McCloskey, which was fantastic. Indeed you were. I'm yeah. very jealous. <laughs> I had to work. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it was, it's been cool, man. Like, um, yeah, it's crazy. People seem to like it. Yeah. People that we have never met before seem good. to listen to it, which is crazy. It's, yeah, it's good when it goes outside your own uh, circle of friends and yeah. bands and everything. Yeah, madness. madness. Yeah. So, how would you describe Sugar Horse for someone who's not really heard you guys before? Uh, guess like, guess we're a bit metally at times, maybe. Yeah. Melodic, bit screamy, slow. Yeah. Slow. It's one of we have we have a few kind of um rules yeah. within the band everything has to be slow yeah. <laughs> um, yeah slow kind of doomy shoegazy I guess yeah maybe a bit post-rock even though that's a yeah. cliche term at this point in time but yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. vocals yeah. we have vocals yeah <laughs> no that's it yeah it's kind of good because in the sort of circles of bands that we sort of know it's actually nice to have a band that isn't just like fast paced like post punk yeah yeah well I've nothing I've, I've nothing against that I just think um, yeah it's pointless kind of doing the same shit as yeah other people do I think if you're not trying to if you're not trying to sound kind of individual to other bands it's slightly yeah yeah. kind of semi a covers band now aren't you like, yeah exactly <laughs> um, so you, uh, yeah, what are your sort of inspirations behind Shikors what bands because I, I know a few of your like key influences but... yeah well my favourite band of all well like obsessive fanboy scary stalker <laughs> favourite band of all time is uh, Ocean Size yeah. um, if you haven't listen to them you're an idiot and you should listen to them <laughs> yeah um, they're from Manchester uh, they broke up in 2011 2012 yeah I think. sounds about right um yeah like proggy long songs <laughs> uh yeah melodic heavy yeah pretty much dark between a thousand different genres sometimes in one song yeah yeah, insanely good band. Yeah, I was reading literally the other day in some online article. They were listed as one of the most underrated bands in the UK, and I could definitely, definitely agree with they're that. They're probably they're the most underrated band of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. 
they're definitely an inspiration to a lot of alternative rock bands in the UK and beyond actually. Um, like you look at like Biffy, even like I know Mike Venot now plays in Biffy Clyro, but yeah, so, Biffy, does Ga- so does Gambler actually. Oh yeah, of course it does. Yeah, yeah. so and obviously Biffy Clyro definitely inspired by Ocean Eyes and and obviously like bands like Ruben, all from all, all from that kind of scene. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of bands that we like. Um, Definitely inspired by their sound. So yeah, any any other bands that? Um... Uh, Deftones. We're all pretty into Deftones. Yeah. Uh, the Cure a bit. It might not be particularly obvious. For <laughs> but um, I mean, you if do, you uh... could see my hacker. Yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> if, you, if you could see Ash now, he does try and style himself on Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah. We're, mine, minus the kind of like later stage fatness. <laughs> I'm, I'm working. And the goth makeup. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. <laughs> That's the uh, the image for the next for the first album. So um, yeah, talk about the. Um, so you played a show the other night actually with Flipper. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. Uh, yeah. That was kind of a last minute thing. I think a uh, Bristol band called Yono Say. Yeah. Who's guitarist is actually the son of Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Which is what? Crazy. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, cool guy. Yeah. Don't talk about it around him. He gets, <laughs> he gets asked about it almost constantly. But yeah, um, they had to pull out. I'm not really sure why. Um, yeah. So we kind of got asked last minute by Uwan, who uh, runs... Sorry if I mispronounced that, mate. <laughs> um, who, who runs uh, the exchange. Yeah, um, to come and support. It was a bit of a weird support. We sound pretty drastically different from Flipper, but I guess that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Kind of. And... Uh, this tour, if anyone hasn't been paying attention to it, like this Flipper tour, David Yao from Jesus Lizard is on vocals, and um, Mike Watt from the Minutemen was on bass. Oh, really? So, I didn't realise that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. But, um, after, so we, we we came in while they were sound checking, we kind of like loaded, loaded that stuff in, and um, they just finished, and we, we like helped them get a couple of things off stage, and Mike Watt was like, so... So what is a sugar horse anyway? <laughs> is that like when you do heroin and then cocaine? <laughs> and that's literally the only thing he said to us for the whole night. So. Oh, amazing! <laughs> it's a good, it's a good like Mike Watt soundbite story there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was where cool, did the, where did the name Sugar Horse come from anyway? Um, it's really it's really fucking boring. It's from um, you ever watched Spooks? Yeah. Uh, the la- the last season of it is like I'm weirdly into like shit like British crime dramas. I was gonna say Spooks like the first couple of seasons if I remember rightly were actually all right and then yeah. it's, and it turned into one of those things where it got massively over dramatized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like what's the craziest thing we can put in? But, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah, I'm weirdly into uh, British like shit British crime crime dramas. <laughs> was slightly obsessed with Spooks for a bit and it's like the the name of like the big operation in the last series or something i just i just heard it and thought it sounded cool there's no real like depth to it whatsoever (laughs) fair enough um yeah so talking uh around the meanings behind uh names of things and titles so um so we're just talking around your ep which is called drush drudge drudge is that how you pronounce it drudge yeah so i don't know if i got this wrong and i did send this to you so i looked that up and it's the stability of a distal radio radio joint is that correct uh no there's (laughs) there's there's uh there's very little meaning behind it to be honest it's basically a 
purposeful like misspelling of the word drudge. Oh. So it's got, it's kind of like an it's kind of like an in joke like us taking the piss out of ourselves. Slow music where very little happens. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a drudge to listen to. That's oh, pretty much where it comes fair from. Enough. Yeah. So I completely misread that. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up the other day. I was like yeah, I'll just Google it. And that's what it came up with. And I was like, yeah, Ash is really clever. He's completely <laughs> thought of that. De- definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the first time I've got something wrong. So. Um, yeah, so other than outside of um, Sugar Horse, if, if anyone, some people who listen to this podcast will know, but obviously you work at The Ruin. Uh, yeah. well, mo- sorry, The Mother's Ruin. Mother's Ruin. Full, full name in Bristol. Um so I think I've spoken about it on this podcast, but for people who don't know, the Mother's Ruin is pretty much staple venue um, and place to go in Bristol for a lot of people in the old old music scene, but also just a general great bar to go to. Yeah, um, best bar in Bristol, and I'm not just saying that because I well, sit on the place. Yeah, I would go there if I wasn't working there. So. Yeah, and there was that poll on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. One. <laughs> Smash fuck out of that, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's it, full moon. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, who came second again? Full moon. Oh yeah, the idiots. Yeah, <laughs> I think have I been full moon? It doesn't matter. But um, yes, yeah, so talk about um, the mother's ruin and sort of like its place in Bristol and it's been going in its current form since for eleven years, I think, just over eleven probably. Yeah. Uh, two blokes, Mark and Paddy, run the place. Um, uh, we used to run the Stag and Hounds as well, which is in a different part of town. Yeah. Uh, it's cut. Both venues are pretty similar. I think the Ruins kind of more known for as kind of like a party, like late night bar. Yeah. But yeah, we got uh, it's pretty small, I guess, like two hundred cap overall. Yeah. Whenever and I say two hundred cap to people, people. People are like you fit two hundred fucking people in. Well, it's because it's got it's that weird, la- yeah. Because <laughs> you've got that weird layout, though. Because you like walk in, you go up a small flight of stairs, then there's that little space by the bar, and then you go up another flight of stairs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like... literally the only reason I'm not like gigantically fat now because I have to <laughs> run up and down stairs <laughs> constantly. Um, but yeah, we got two stages. There's like a little stage downstairs which is like sixty cap, and then hundred and twenty cap upstairs. Yeah. It's cool. Open till 2 a.m. every night. Yeah. It's always, every time I come to Bristol, it's like, oh, well, for obvious reasons, like I come in because I know people, but it seems like a, a lot of people get attracted to there because it's on that, um, what's it called, that street? But it's like next. St. Nicholas Street. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a thoroughfare, like through from other bars as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. And toward, down towards the train station. And we get, like we get a lot of people from that work in like other venues and stuff coming coming in like after work. Yeah. And because of that, they always like send like bands over, which is pretty weird. Oh, really? I've, I have a really like weird habit of um, having a band playing over the P- over the PA, and they'll walk in after they play. <laughs> it's embarrassing as fuck. Like the like the cribs came in and I <laughs> I had a crib song on and you could see them like just go like fucking bright red yeah but, <laughs> um yeah I think I did that with um 
Steve from USA Now's once as well. Oh, yeah, but that's fine. It's incre- no, it was it was it was worse. I was like, <laughs> I was I was wearing an Ocean Size T-shirt and had Ocean Size on, <laughs> and he walked in. I didn't recognise him. I was like, you know, when you see someone, you're like, I know, I know him from somewhere. Yeah. I was just like getting on with stuff for ages, and they were like loading in. And, like, literally half an hour, like half an album played. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I turned it off like immediately, like very embarrassing. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like, um, I think lots of people in the in that kind of scene kind of gravitate towards it. We don't kind of stick to like it's not like a metal bar or a no. rock bar. Uh, it's it's, we, it's more of like a. I I take people were like an indie bar. Yeah, and you do get. Um, the thing I like as well, you you get when you get people to DJ upstairs, you pretty much go play whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Damien was playing oh fucking jazz or whatever French jazz or whatever it was the other day. Always ends with Gary Glitter. Yeah, <laughs> always ends with Gary Glitter. Never goes down well. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I think he got some <laughs> slack for that. The other day. <laughs> it's actually the first time he's gotten slack for it the other night, which is weird. He's done it like. Millions of times now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what have been some highlights in in the ruin, uh, either from a bar perspective? I know we were chatting about it before, <laughs> or or a gig perspective. What's been some cool shit that's uh, gone down in? There? Um, before I started, I think Ed Sheeran played there once. Oh, fuck. Which is weird. Um, but yeah, I wasn't there for that one, so I don't know. I don't know how that went down. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's like a couple things. Consulting my notes. I've made notes. <laughs> Ash, is, Ash is my most prepared guest. <laughs> uh, where are we? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like we've just just the fact we've been open and we're like a completely independent bar. Mm. The fact that we've been open in Bristol City Centre for eleven years is pretty pretty impressive. Like most most venues like open and close like constantly in Bristol like, yeah like live music licensing is notoriously yeah what was strict. what was the venue that closed recently or changed hands um was it the stag was it the stag and hands stag well and yeah hands stag did? closed a couple of years ago R.I.P mm. <laughs> yeah there's um stag um closed a couple of years ago I think it's just like a regular Weatherspoons esque yeah um like pub now, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's been there's been some insanely cool shows. I saw, uh, I saw a band that I thought I'd never get to see because I didn't think they were like big enough to like leave you the US. But they a band called LST in the Search for God, never who I had literally no idea were playing. Yeah. Until the night they turned up to play. And it was the night before my birthday. Oh so like, my god! So like, I was working, and then I like saw some like American dudes start start loading in, and like they were bringing their cases past, and one of them brings like a like a guitar case past, and it says LSD on the search for God on the side. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I love that band, man. And they were like, well, we, we are, we are. are. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, yeah. That was that was that was really cool. Yeah. Um, USA Nails are always awesome to see there. We, they yeah. played the lo- last year's birthday. Yeah, that, yeah, you had... That was a really good lineup. I didn't come down for that, but it was like USA Nails, Frauds. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other good bands, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah that, was, that was a wicked night. Yeah. And you're always part of um, like Dot to Dot Festival, aren't you, as well? Yeah, the venues yeah, on that. Dot. Yeah, so um, shout out to Dot to Dot Festival, which really... 
uh, helps out, well, I presume it really helps out venues in Bristol. Yeah, yeah. And sort of ties them all together, which is kind of nice. Shout out to Owai, who, um, oh, who, yeah, who yeah. books most of that um, yeah. every year. I know it's hell enough for him to do it. Yeah. I think he has to, he has to book something like 100, 150 bands or yeah. something across like 12 venues, which must be a logistical nightmare, but yeah, he manages to pull it off every year. So, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I went um, a couple of years ago when I came down to Bristol, like impromptu. Like we were talking about this earlier, Paddy just gave gave me and my girlfriend wristbands, <laughs> and then we ended up just wandering on for the day. But it was kind of cool because I, I ended up going to a couple of venues in Bristol I've never been to. Yeah, yeah. Um, like what, what's that? Is it the Brazilian bar or something? Oh, High Brazil. That used to be yeah. called Start the Bus. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. I don't want to slag it off. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Start the Bus used to be, like, real cool back in the day. Yeah. I think, like, uh, I think Joe, I think Joe and Dev from Idols used to put on shows there okay. like, all the time. I th- I could be wrong, but I think they put on Falls just after the first EP came out. Oh, shit. When they'd, like, recorded the album, Yeah. Antidotes, but it was just before it came out or something. Yeah. Yeah, they put, they put them on there. Yeah, yeah. Some that's a cool. I like that venue because they've got the the stage further through and down those stairs, and it's yeah. quite a nice space, and you can sort of stand on the steps and stuff yeah, around yeah. it. So it's actually like a good, good little space to have. Cool. Banging um, fried chicken as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so any other stories from the ruin? The, uh, uh, any any dirty details? I mean, the... there are many. I cannot repeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, there's there was uh, just off the top of my head. There's the, uh, there used to be this Bristol band called Velcro Hooks. I don't okay. know if you've heard of them. No, no. Uh, George, the drummer in Heavy Lungs, used to play drums for. Okay. Them. Yeah. Um, I think one. I I don't really know what happened, but I think they were playing at the Crofters Rights one night, which is like the other side of town. Yeah. And the show ended up not happening for some undisclosed reason. <laughs> um, but it was like half midnight. And they were all like super wasted and decided to bring all of their gear down to the ruin unannounced and just turned up and like set up like right in front of the bar when we were like slammed on like a Friday night or something and just played like a full show. And I, I wasn't managing at that point. What? what Fuck. Where, where did they set up then? Like literally, this this is going to be bad podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know where the bar is? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so... To describe, like, going on my description earlier, you go into the ruin, yeah. you go up some steps, and it's a very small area. Yeah, There's yeah. a few seats, so it's yeah, go literally on. at the top of those steps and just to the left, like where that table is. No, they literally moved the table out of the way and set up there. Yeah, it's a very t- so for people who don't know, it's a very <laughs> tiny space, it's and br- when it's busy, yeah, you probably it's fit busy three people standing next to each other in that space. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's like um, when I went to a show at Blondie's in like North London uh, a while back, um, and they've been doing loads of stuff with Kerrang, and they've had like Mastodon play in there and Cancerbats, but you can literally fit. 30 people in there oh, with, I went and saw Pagan in there and it was just chaos <laughs> like and some guy like dived off the bar and Amazing. it was just like yeah I think Pagan played at the Ruin like yeah they did last year last year yeah yeah that, I, that was on that same stint of shows they're, they're cool. really cool really cool Australian band so. she's got a throat on her she's a, an incredible vocalist so much energy as well and yeah she's yeah. a proper I didn't actually get to see any of it because uh, I was pouring pints but yeah yeah, yeah def- definitely recommend uh, seeing them when they but they will come back to the UK at some point, I know. Um, 
Cool. So talking about uh, other bands, um, yeah, let's go for your um, top three gigs as a fan. Three gigs. I'm going to consult my notes again now. Yeah, go on. <laughs> very quickly. There we go. Um, first, first one. I know I talked about Ocean Skies briefly before. Yeah. Um, but I managed to I, I managed to catch them only once, and it was I believe in 2011 at the Thecla in Bristol. Uh, nice. For people that don't know Bristol, the Thecla's a music venue that's on a boat. It's 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 like like thing. Um, it's a cool venue. Uh, it's run by DHP uh, national promoters. Yeah. Um, managed to catch them there in 2011, and unbeknownst to me, that was their second to last ever show. Oh shit! Was yeah. It? Well, so I was looking. I was, I was thinking about what shows to say on this um, mm. the other day, and I looked it up, and I was like, "Fuck!" They played one show after what, that. What was their last show? I think they did a Manchester show. Oh for, yeah. To finish, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That was like unbelievable. That show. Um, band called Pharaohs opened, I believe. Oh, I remember Pharaohs. Yeah. And Tube Lord were the main support. Fucking hell, Tube Lord. Back I haven't heard when, that name in a while. <laughs> back when, back before the uh, the second album came out as well. Mm. So they were just playing, they were playing stuff off that EP they released after the sec- after the first album yeah. and um Tetsi whatever it's called <laughs> yeah. and um and playing stuff off of our first American friends as well. It was wicked. Nice. It was wicked. Yeah, that that was that was an awesome show. Yeah. Um. Proper, uh, lo- the loudest by far, by about times a million, the loudest show I've ever been to is I went to one of the Mogwai anniversary shows at the Roundhouse. Oh, amazing. That it, wasn't that long ago, was it? I can't even remember. Yeah. It was last year at some point. Yeah. Um, it was cold, so wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was insane. Like, loud doesn't even come close to describing it. Yeah, it's it's um was the sound really good then because that's the roundhouse for me sometimes it can be absolutely fantastic sound in there and but there's a couple of times where it's been absolute dog shit as well at the same it's time. It's the only time I've ever been there, so I but it sounded yeah. fucking great. Oh like, good. It sounded yeah. amazing. They played they closed with My Father, My King, which is like their twenty five minute <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a story about that song where they played it in New York and they had to evacuate the venue because some of the concrete in the ceiling started cracking and like pieces of the ceiling were like falling on people. But yeah, that song at the end just gets like, it's like agonizingly loud and then just gets somehow gradually louder for the space of like 10 minutes. Yeah. Just in, uh, we, no, nobody could like, when we left the room, nobody was talking just because they couldn't hear each other like <laughs> like it was complete silence as everyone was like out. like sun levels <laughs> of like yeah, yeah. noise yeah it was that that show was insane and mogwai always, always like did they have um cool. like any cool visuals because mogwai i know occasionally have done that in don't the past. no they didn't have any visuals of that show um yeah. they played forget the name of the song but it's on Rock action, I think. Okay. Um, they played the song that uh, Griff Jones oh. from Super Furry Animals. Yeah, I know came out. Mean, and, yeah. Which Dev was insanely jealous of. So I think <laughs> it's his favorite Mogwai song. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was yeah that was that was a wicked show. That was incredible. Nice. Um, third show. 
I've got I've got one of two, and I want to do throw. I, w- I want to do a throwback show for the third one. So Go on. I think my third ever show was going to see Metallica at Wembley Stadium in like two thousand six. Oh wow! So it was that was that new Wembley Stadium or old yeah, Wembley? I think Stadium? it was new Wembley Stadium. I think yeah. it was like the day after that Live Aid thing happens. So oh, think okay. They yeah. played the Live Aid thing the day before, and then they played a full show like the next day, and that was wicked. It was like Machine Head, Mastodon. Him for some fucking reason. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> and, then, and, um, and Metallica, and they, they, that was amazing. Like now, Mastodon playing Wembley Stadium. That's mad. Oh, it was so good. Oh, Blood yeah. and Thunder was the best. Oh yeah, well, I suppose it would have been that era, wouldn't it? So. I think it was just after Blood Mountain came out. Yeah, yeah, it was the set was good, just back, that's a good era. Wall to wall bangers. <laughs> um, but like, what the fuck was I about to say? Oh yeah, um, we were like. Because I was all like, I think I was must have been like fourteen at that point or something. Oh yeah. Um, and so, so we were like super keenos. Got there like three hours before doors and started what, queuing. Wide eyed and keen. But we didn't realize. So you have to pay like Metallica shows. You have to pay extra to get a Golden Circle ticket to stand yeah. right in front. We queued in the Golden Circle queue for like three hours, but like went in and no one like checked that we had Golden Circle tickets so what? we were literally like three rows back like watching Metallica at Wembley Stadium it was the best shit ever ah, that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it was yeah it was wicked and then I, I want to do a slash on that one um, this is like embarrassing like <laughs> like mid 2000s emo stuff but um, Enter Shikari like just before the second album, <laughs> no, th- like when I was a teenager. Sorry, I just for people can't see. I just pulled a bit of a face. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was a teenager, but obviously the fucking dog shit, but <laughs> quadraphonic sound anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just before the second album came out, they went on this weird like seaside town tour of the UK. Yeah. So they just playing like Take to the Sky stuff, which is the funnest music ever when you're like. A, weird little emo teenager yeah, but, yeah. Um, and they played this venue in Western Supermare called the Rock Gardens that was okay. like a hundred cap oh fucking hell and I think it was like run by like some shady dudes it's Western Supermare it's definitely <laughs> shady dudes. And, they, and they'd oversold they must have sold like 300 tickets no. and it was insane like there was when people say like there was sweat dripping off the ceiling it shows like there was li- it was literally felt like it was raining like the whole time oh my god <laughs> and like just non-stop crowd surfing and there was this weird like styrofoam roof that was like you probably hit your head on it <laughs> you probably hit your head on it it was yeah. that low yeah. and there were people crowd surfing just like punching in the styrofoam roof wow. they must have done like a few grand's worth of damage to the venue just having that show but yeah that was pretty wicked yeah, that sounds like a pretty insane show. <laughs> uh, cool. So that's a good one to end on for, for those. So, um, yeah, quickly, um, what have your top gigs been on stage? Like, either Sugar Horse or if you've been in any other acts? Or... Yeah, I, well, I got we got to do a couple of shows with Vinart. Yeah. Uh, Mike's the ex-lead singer of Ocean Size, plays guitar in Biffy Clyro, has played guitar in James. Big yeah. claim to fame there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was wicked. That was beyond cool. Yeah, but the whole band are like super nice guys. It was, yeah, yeah it was pretty much. I remember. You, I remember when that got announced, and you were like super super I excited. Was, I was like, oh, tell the story of um, 
the Damien uh, messaging oh, Ben right. Arthur because so, that's that's funny. So I one one of my I say best mates. <laughs> he's, a, he's a cunt. Uh, <laughs> I hope he dies painfully. But um, Damien Sale from the Saint Pierre Snake Invasion and McCluskey Asterix. Oh yeah. Um, uh, he he's he's uh, met Ben a couple of times. Like uh, I think when. I think when he when McCluskey were originally doing the reunion shows, yeah, um, so they're they're like they're like mates or whatever. So we played this show with the night in Bristol, and we kind of like it's the first time I'd met him, so I was like shitting myself. <laughs> and we turned up to sound check, like, and they were they were sound they was I think they might have even been sound checking Oceanside song, like it was cool as fuck. Yeah, and I, like put all my stuff down, like sit down, like wow. I think I was about to maybe take a picture of them sound checking as well, and like, and like Mike stops the song and is like, um, it's like down the mic in in a like there's probably I think the guys from um, Pine were there as well oh, already yes. like yeah. like setting up their merch, <laughs> like room full of people I don't know, and he's like, are you Ash from Sugar Horse? I was like, yeah. He was like. <laughs> Damien Sale <laughs> says he hopes you die of Ebola. <laughs> it's just fucking lovely. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, embarrass, I mean. you, uh, embarrass you in front of your musical idol straight <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was wicked. I yeah, love him for that. Yeah, Can't. but but now, but now you're friendly with Ben Art, so so it's yeah, yeah, cool. it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, weird as fuck. Yeah, weird as fuck, but cool. Uh, yeah, cool. That's that's a good that's a good story. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, other shows. Uh, we play obviously the EP launch was wicked. Like yeah. I'm real grateful to like every band that plays. Who uh, who played with you that night? Uh, let me remember. There was quite a few bands. So it's us, frauds. Nice. Uh, ah, my mind's gone completely blank now. That's right. Uh, twin siblings, uh, which is Jake, who's just joined the bands, uh, like solo stuff. Uh, Borrowed Atlas, which is Sanjay, who plays bass in Saint Pierre Snake Invasion, his yeah. other band. Uh, oh the Guilt, probably Bristol's most underrated band, goes really? into Oh the Guilt. I haven't heard them. They sound like uh, they're like slow core bands. Like they sound like low. Oh nice. Uh, Red House Painters kind of thing. Oh nice, I'll definitely check them out. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, who else played The Road? Uh, amazing, like two piece, crazy sugar, uh, heavy band. Uh, Don Juan, they kind of like. Oh, Don, Don the Juan, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, they're wicked. Uh, I think that's it. Sorry, Bloody hell, that's a bit. massive bill. Right? Yeah, we had like two stages going. Um, yeah, it was, it was rams. I basically, I was just shitting myself that we'd sell like ten tickets to it. So I just put on a load of other bands that people would want to see, <laughs> so they'd be tricked into watching my band. <laughs> and even if they didn't watch my band, then I could at least not owe the venue. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that went super well. I think we got like three off selling the place out, which is insane. Nice. But yeah, that that was that was an awesome show, and I think like from before I was. I was in a couple like like shitty wannabe math rock bands before. Yeah. I managed to support and so I watched you from afar at Moles. Fuck. Just after gangs had come out as well. Oh, amazing. So it was like their prime yeah. prime riff period. Yeah. Um and they were like the nicest dudes of all time, like like super nice. Um yeah, that was an unbelievable show. Like the atmosphere in that room that night was 
So cool. Is that quite... I've never been there. Is that... What cap is that venue? Uh, I think Moles is like... The downstairs... The whole venue is probably about 500 people, maybe. Okay, yeah. But the downstairs bit is probably like 300, I guess. Oh, so it was in the downstairs bit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like... The, That's it, pretty, pretty intimate then, yeah. The stage is kind of like in the basement. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super intimate. All the... Like, I think... Rory... One of the guitarists like yeah. came came out into the crowd uh, during a couple of songs and like got everyone to sit down and it was yeah it was just stupidly cool nice. stupidly cool I got to play through his amp as well which is oh, just cool nice. <laughs> oh that's really cool yeah that's some really good stories about I suppose like playing with your musical influence uh, people who've influenced you and like people like Ben Art and yeah, yeah that's pretty that's pretty wicked so. yeah it's stupid cool like still one of the most enjoyable things about being in a band that people for some reason like <laughs> yeah but we were we were talking about that before about um about someone else and um when you everyone has this like people say don't meet your heroes and yeah. i think that's true to that higher degree of like proper celebrity esque people but people in bands that like a lot of the bands that we like and other bands as well like they're all just they're all just normal human beings and they're and like yeah I think Falco Falco's motto is always meet your heroes yeah except Marky Smith <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably true <laughs> yeah yeah no it's stupid stupid cool like playing with bands Get, getting to play with those kind of bands is just obscene every time yeah yeah cool well, um, yeah, thanks for having a chat about those, mate. So just before we uh, wrap up, um, any plans for Sugar Horse on the horizon? Any gigs, any other recordings yeah. or anything coming? Or? I'm guessing this will go out after Arctangent. Maybe not. We okay. might get it out before Arctangent. It's fast. Yeah. Uh, well, we're playing Arctangent Saturday yeah. at 11am on the Saturday as well. I, I imagine... It's either going to be a tent full of incredibly hungover people not enjoying themselves, Me. or a tent full of people that have been up all night and still going. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know which I prefer to be. Honest. I think um, what might sway in your favour is I think the Right Act podcast recordings that morning as yeah, well yeah, at like yeah. ten a.m. So people might drag their asses out of bed to go and watch that and then come over and see you. I might. I might sound check just by being like. Fuck, right. <laughs> <laughs> Super loud. <laughs> um, what stage are you playing on? Uh, PX3, I think. Oh, nice. PX3 is one of the smaller stages for anyone that doesn't know. Cool. Uh, yeah, any other any other stuff going on with Sugar Horse, or is that pretty much it? Yeah, we've got... Uh, we're, we're kind of recording a live... I'm doing air commas right now. <laughs> a, a live DVD. It's not going to be actually released on DVD, because I don't think anyone actually owns DVDs anymore. But, um, like, a kind of... YouTube like live video oh, nice. uh, that we're recording in the basement of the exchange, which is where we re re we recorded the last EP. They they've just set up a venue there. Yeah, they? yeah. In the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're gonna record a kind of like live show there, um, which would be pretty cool. Nice. And then at the end of this month, uh, that that's in that's on September twenty first. Yeah. Um, uh, at the end of this month, we're going in to record. At the moment, it's looking like another EP and a separate single as well. Yeah, nice. Like, like a pop band. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I mean, the single's going to be like seven minutes long and full of screaming. Are you going <laughs> to have a higher production video this time rather than just a white sheet? And some <laughs> hey, the white sheet was. I mean, uh, that actually came out really well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it still looks better than most FPS Snake Invasion videos. So, Ooh. <laughs> hey, just stick the knife in a little bit more, mate. Like, fuck Damien Sell. Yeah, fuck Damien Sell. <laughs> I think we can all agree. To yeah, that. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. I think that's a pretty good note to uh, end on, mate. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Fuck Damien Sell. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck Damien Sell. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Quit mate. school, take up drugs. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for checking it out. And uh, yeah, catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.